Hey, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. We can't keep doing this. Yeah. We cannot. You've infected me. Yeah. Oops. Oops. I've done it again. Well, it was more of an oops on my side. Well, I mean, I just keep finding cats. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, Vinny and I will be out on a walk, and all these cats just come up to us. Maybe it's not you. Maybe it's Vinny. Maybe Vinny puts out the, like, I am a, I am a puppy who is meant to have a cat BFF. And, and now yeah. he's got one. He's like, I want more. I want to be like Freya. I want a chariot. Um. Yeah. Honestly. Because, yeah, they always come up to both of us. And they're always like a little like, mm, what's that guy doing? But He's a reasonably still. big cat, but okay. <laughs> yeah. And like. Like the other day, we were just walking, and a beautiful little t- uh, tortie came up to us. And I was like, oh, tried to check if she had, like, a microchip maybe by, like, feeling it. Couldn't really mm-hmm. feel anything. Couldn't. Um, but she went to a porch that had a bowl on it. So I was like, well, I got to get back to work. I hope that's your house, ma'am. Mm-hmm. But then the very next day, we're on our morning walk, and we're just about home, and all of a sudden... There's an itty bitty little kitty. And she just meowed. And I was like, come here. And she just meowed and she came to me. And I picked her up and brought her inside. And she's she's smaller than Amira. And Amira's a tiny little kitty. Amira's delicate. Yeah, she's small and dainty. And this one was smaller. At first I thought she was a kitten, but I don't think she, she's full grown. She's just itty bitty. And um, those strays can get small. Well, so I, I, you know, took her picture and um, put some posts up on like Facebook and Nextdoor and like the the neighborhood groups and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, I took her to the vet to get her chip scanned. No chip. So I was like, hmm, no chip. Hmm. Uh, so I had her, and I was like, "Well, I hope, uh, hopes she's somebody's. Otherwise, I mean, she had to stay in my garage because mm-hmm. I'm already kind of full with cats. Yeah, in my cat areas. Um, and <laughs> then the next day, I did find little kitty peats on my window, <laughs> little paw prints. <laughs> so cute. But I'm um, eventually, it comes to that. Um, a woman contacts me and like, I think this is my elderly neighbor's cat. He's not on social media, you know, he, so he doesn't. Aww. So she's been helping him. And I guess somebody had been feeding this cat for a few weeks and posted about it. And they've been trying to contact her and she just like, they they weren't able to. And mm. I had also been talking to this woman and I was like, yeah, I have her inside. And she's like, oh, I tried to keep her inside, but she wanted to go out. And I'm just like, girl, well, that's. That's a decision I don't think a cat should make, but okay. Um, you're the ones you're the ones with thumbs in this relationship. Don't let her right. out. <laughs> like, and it's like, like oh, if that's the case, let's find a barn. Let's find a place where maybe this cat can be away from cars. Yeah. But anyways, found the owner. A woman came to pick her up, and then she texted me, and she'd returned the cat to her owner, and... And he cried. He was so happy. He'd been missing her for a month. Um, 
Yeah, so very, very sweet. It had a nice ending. So that little sweet kitty is home, which I'm so glad because she was so sweet. Oh, she was just so, so affectionate and so precious. she was being so fed precious. by someone, not this old man? Yeah, yeah. Like somebody, one of, somebody closer to my place had been feeding her and was like, is this anybody's cat? And so this woman, I think, had been contacting her for, uh, you know, in for her neighbor and oh, was like hey like oh, i think that's I his cat Sorry. i think I was that's my neighbor's about cat who yeah the owner was and who we were having trouble contacting it makes sense so there's the original old man neighbor he's the owner yep. cat he's got the owner. Out somehow maybe it was inside outdoor cat either way cat got away yeah person's been feeding them tried to keep yeah, it somebody's been... it was like didn't really try didn't um, try too hard cat was being fed by other person other person was like oh, this belongs to this person. Or, okay, wait, no, I understand. Old, okay, neighbor of old man is neighbor contacting lady feeding cat. Yes. And not keeping cat indoors, being like, hey, I know who that cat belongs to. Lady feeding cat never responds to neighbor kid. Correct. Neighbor kid, you find cat after Well, it's a neighbor lady. adult. Okay, we're just, you know what? We have, we need titles okay, or yeah. else everyone's going to get confused. That's true, that's true. You find cat after feeding lady just is like, oh, I don't know, cats go outside. Um, and you're like, hey, I found this cat. Neighbor kid's like, that cat belongs to this man. And uh, this lady sent me pictures. Right. And I was like, and oh, that looks like that kitty. So very kind neighbor kid comes, picks up cat, brings cat back to owner. Beautiful. Yes. Yes. And I so feel they're like reunited. I, Older folk, I think, sometimes don't tend to chip their animals. I think it's something that's, at least, like, I've noticed when it comes to folks who are like, this cat isn't chipped, they're mine. It's, like, always seems to be folks in, not necessarily all folks, but, you know. Yeah, but, I mean, I guess if, like, maybe she was a stray originally. She obviously didn't come from a pound, otherwise she would have been chipped. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, it's like if you just brought her in. Right. Anyway, but, so, but you yeah. should microchip your cat or else people, saints like me, will kidnap them. So. Yeah, Brenna. <laughs> Tell me about your cat crimes. <laughs> I go on walks almost every day. And I was out on a later walk um, the other day. I, when I work from home, I work, go on walks. And I went on a different route than I usually do. And I was just like, do, 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 going along. And the friendliest cat comes up to me and just flops down and I'm like oh, what a friendly cat and I'm like you know oh my gosh like this is exactly how I found pal though he came and flopped down and I'm like wow what a lovey guy yeah it's, it's very much how you found pal pal palamides um but the only difference is I didn't have a dog with me and yeah I'm just like oh is this cat like okay being picked up cat is okay being picked up and I'm like okay oh I'm like looking around, looking around, and then this kid comes and parks, and this is a kid, like a young man, and I'm like, yeah. do you know this cat? And he's like, I've seen it around here, but I don't know, and I'm like, okay, so no owner, um, cat, and I'm like ho- holding it, and I'm like, mm, I'm a decent, I am like six blocks away from my house, I am a decent ways yeah. away. So I take off my jacket, wrap it around cat, and start going. <laughs> And because I don't have my car. And as I'm going, the cat's definitely like, mm-mm. mm-mm. No, I don't want to be this. here. 
but I'm just like, please trust me. And the cat's like, okay, girly. So I can't bring cat into my condo because my condo is only one, you know, it's one unit. There's no space yeah. really. And if I try to bring cat into bathroom, cat could get out and other cats, you know, I don't know what's happening. And I don't know this. Yeah. Cat. So I put yeah. cat in my car in garage because I'm, I'm out of, I'm kind of like, I'm like, it's a safe we place. We both had garage cats. Yeah. And well, my, my garage is a shared garage, so I have to put cat in my yeah. car. Um, so yeah. I lure, lure cat out with food and cat's like eating, not like eating, like starving eating. So I'm like, I'm looking at this cat. This cat's like not very skinny. Like the fur's maybe not in the best condition, like has some burrs and stuff, but it's like, Nothing's yeah. necessarily wrong with this cat. So I'm kind of like, mm, I feel like this has to be someone's cat. So I get yeah. a carrier. Um, I, r- I run back and forth to my house, up and down the stairs, and I get everything. I get cat and carrier after uh, getting cat food. And off I go to our vet, because um, our vet's an emergency vet. And um, uh, I know that they have a chip scanner there. And I'm like, yeah. hey, I've just found this cat. Can we scan it? I like, I tried to feel, I didn't really feel a chip, but I wanted to check. They're like, yes, of yeah, course. Yeah, it, it can be really hard to feel. Especially if it moves, you know, because it, nav- it, yeah. can, it can migrate through the body. But even, but on a scanner, it should pick it up if it's somewhere in the body. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they scan it, no no dice, no chip. And I'm like, okay, <sighs> I can't keep this. <laughs> I Like, I, like, maybe it's like, it's a, an adult, it's an adult cat and I cannot keep this. Like, it's one, we yeah. still, we, it hasn't been a year since we got Minnow. It would be so stressful, and we don't know what's going on with this cat, you know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I can do it. And it, I, it's, yeah. So we, so, so I go, <sighs> drive all the way to the nearest humane center, um, humane society, and they're like, we can't take it. And I'm like, what? And they're like, no, we can't. I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't know that was a thing you could do. I didn't know you could say no. Well, they could, and they said no. Yeah, they um, did. And I was like, okay, what do I do? <laughs> and they're like, call animal control. And I'm like, okay. And here's the fun fact, guys. I, I'm i not nervous about mentioning this because uh, I live in a giant city. Uh, I live by uh, St. Paul. And I live in mm-hmm. South St. Paul. There's West St. Paul. And I think there's North St. Paul. We don't fit the compass. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, like Northwest St. Paul and South St. Paul don't like fit where you think they should. Um, oh, wild. Yeah. So I call animal control, St. Paul animal control. I'm like, Hey, I found this cat. You guys come take this cat. I'll bring it to you. And meanwhile, this is all in my lunch break. Um, <laughs> yeah. and they're like, mm, sorry, since you live in South St. Paul and we're St. Paul animal control, we can't. And I'm like, that oh seems goodness. like a rough line to draw. Is there one here? No. Okay. Uh, well, what do I do? And they're like, bring it back to where you found it. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, I, that was such a crazy thing for them to say. And I was just like, I don't. These are public, you know, nonprofits. And I'm grateful for everything they do. And I understand they probably have limits to what they can do. Yeah. But it was just an ins- that was just an insane reply for me, <laughs> um, and I don't know all the laws, and I'm not going to be 
maybe I'm judging society more so than I'm judging these <laughs> communities that we just like don't have enough <laughs> space and time. But I, but this is why you need to spay and neuter your cats and keep them indoors. Yes, please. Because um, this, because that way, these wonderful folks who do help so many animals can continue to help animals. Um, yes. And so I call Cat my remaining cousin because um, Cat, I let her her know what was going on, and she used to work at a veterinary clinic, um, like for many years in high school. And so I was like, "What do I do?" Because like I don't think we can bring this cat home, and I this is the option they gave me. And after a, like a long hard talk, uh, she and I agreed that this cat is well cared for. You know, it seemed to be not starving. It didn't have any injuries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Despite, like, how I felt about it, maybe I should just bring it back to where I found it. Because it was probably someone's stray. Um, and Or someone's taking care of it. So, <laughs> I drive this cat back to the street. I found it. And I just let it out. And I'm, like, watching it walk off into the sunset. And this very, <laughs> very nice gentleman is walking by. And he's like, oh, do you know that cat? And I'm like, no. I just, like, I just took it to the vet. And he's like, oh, I actually know where it lives. And I was like, please. And so he shows me to the house. He shows oh. me, he's like, yes, I've met this cat. He's so friendly. And, like, I come and see him all the time. But, yeah, he lives here. And he's an outdoor cat. And I was just like, oh, my God. All right. Thank you. That makes me feel so much better. A very confused teen got home from school and was like, why are you two strangers outside my house? And we're like, is this your cat? <laughs> the teen's like, yes. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. I definitely didn't just kidnap it. So <laughs> all's well that ends well. I wasn't going to lecture anyone about keeping a cat indoors. It was not my time or place. And you know what? No. They were caring for this animal. But do know, if you don't chip your animal, I, well, many people like me will kidnap them. <laughs> if you don't chip your cat, Brenna will kidnap it and I'm take care of it. I'm just saying that if, if things had gone differently, I, our humane society is not a no-kill, you know? And, you know, yeah. anything can happen to your cat outside, but very much something could happen to your cat in a no-kill shelter. So if... Yeah. I, if you want your cat to remain safe and your cat isn't like a barn cat, I understand cultures are different around the world um, when it comes to indoor outdoor cats, but personal opinion here, keep your cat indoors. <laughs> it's better for you, yes. the cat, and the environment. Um, so, but I'm not here to judge folks. I definitely wasn't going to like tell this teen <laughs> off or yeah, very much they something... could have been yelling at me. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I try not to be judgy with people because, like, it is, I think the culture is shifting, but it's still very much indoor outdoor and it, cats. And it's, like, it's a lot different. Like, I grew up with barn cats, and it's something I understand. And there are cat colonies, and there are people who care yeah. for these cats, and they understand things can happen. And I'm glad that there are folks who care for stray animals. I think that's needed. Especially with TNR. Um, Yes. And I think what's most important in these places that have straight animals is that they are cared for. And because I think you see it a lot and we've talked about it when we've traveled around the world in our cat facts is sometimes yeah those cat populations can become out of control so quickly. Yeah. So, you know, do what and, and I understand there's also limitations to what people can afford to do. Do what you can responsibly do as a neighbor and as a person and um. If you can, microchip your cat so I don't kidnap it. <laughs> so, yeah, so Brenna doesn't specifically take it. 
I know Ugh. with um, in my area we have like a bunch of like these big new neighborhoods going up, like not too far from me, mm. and so I think like you know anything that had been living there is getting pushed out, obviously. So we've seen been seeing more coyotes in the area. Mm, mm-hmm. And, you know, people, so people will post on Nextdoor that, like, you know, oh, there's a coyote with, like, a black and white cat. And it's like, oh, Jesus, please, everybody, keep them inside. So sad. I do want to acknowledge that this week, at least in the U.S., it's going to be Thanksgiving. And yeah. For all of our Native and Indigenous folks, um, obviously, we are not here to celebrate um, the colonizers. Uh, You know, we're two white people, but we're not here to celebrate Thanksgiving because of those idiots. (laughs) We're here to celebrate eating. Yeah, we're going to be, I'm going to be eating so much pumpkin pie, I'm going to die. Me and my Um, sister's husband are apparently in a pie off that neither of us realized we were in. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, um... Speaking of eating too much. Speaking of eating too much, oh my goodness, pal. Palamides, my my newest son. He's a, a big, big boy. Bit of and a always hungry. <laughs> He's... He, yes, yes, actually. He eats so fast. And I'm like, we gotta... I'm like, we gotta get him, like, a slow feeder. And my partner, JJ, is very talented and wonderful and makes uh, beautiful art that's actually useful, which is just... Huge fan. Yeah, it's just amazing to me, because my art's, like... I mean, it's fun, but, like, it's just cats. It can't hold my coffee. Um, which is important. <laughs> but, uh... They made a slow feeder for pal like the one with the ridges and stuff and it turned out so good i was honestly like so amazed i was like oh my goodness it's like perfect it's flawless and and it's amazing to like it oh yeah he's been it's it's definitely slowed him down um and yeah he no complaints so getting him eating a little slower to give him parents He does. He does. He, uh, yeah, but right now he's probably trying to break into the pantry to steal all of our bread. Because mm. it's never enough. <sighs> have you, never have you read be. anything? Um, yeah, I, uh, actually fit, I finished, uh, Confessions, um, oh, wild nice. from start to finish. Just like, I thought just... I, I guess good for her is all I'll say. Um, <laughs> and definitely do look up the trigger warnings for that if you're going to look into it because it does get into even more dicey stuff. Um, and I was like, I want a shorter read. I want to read something. And I've been kind of, a, I've been um, really into Shirley Jackson. You know, I've read uh, two of her books now. And I was like, I got to get, get back to the classics. So I, I started reading uh, The Lottery and Seven Other Stories. So a collection of her short stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I've yeah. read The Lottery before, and that's where it started. And I just, I got a point. I know I always say that there's trigger warnings, but I have to say, the um, the second story in this, 
um, the, uh, uh, the flower garden, like, huge trigger warning for the N-word being used in, like, super, Ooh. like, I know it's of the time and, like, that's what it's set in, but, like, I, I was sitting in my car listening to this and I just went, I went out loud, oh my god, like, I just, I didn't know that that's where the story was going and I didn't, like, realize that I was like, I was like, this makes sense because this is, like, kind of the stuff she writes about, but, huh? So, I just, it wasn't, it, it, an audiobook that you don't you want to wear with listen to with headphones not blasting in your uh car as you go through your neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Um, thankfully my windows were up so no one like heard this language. Oh, but coming. everybody can still hear that. I know and it's 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 one thing when it's like music and it's like, you know, sung by a person who can use that word um versus in a, in a very calm like voice actor saying the word all of a sudden very aggressively and you're like oh my goodness. Oh no. So I just, you know, content warning for racism and racist language uh, for that second story. I just, I have not finished all the stories. It, it just, that really threw me. Um, so I, uh, everything else has been, you know, very, very Shirley Jackson. So I just, I was like, oh, nice. Oh. And I, yeah. So that's, that's what I'm currently reading. How about you? Uh, I read Georgia Peaches and Other Forbidden Fruit by mm -hmm. J. Robin Brown, narrated by Amanda Dolan. It is a uh, gay YA romance. I'm on a bit of a kick. Well, it's about um, a girl who moves to a more rural part of Georgia from Atlanta. And she is out as a lesbian. But her dad, who has been accepting of her, um, asks if she could kind of go back into the closet for a bit. And he promises her, he's a, like, um, he has a radio, he's like a pastor on a radio, radio show. He has like an online ministry. Uh -huh. Um, if, if like, if uh, religion is something like triggering for you, I'd stay away from this one. Um, it does still, uh, but it is one that's like, um, the, the main character is like religious and still supports her religion, just doesn't support, you know, people using it for bigotry. Yeah, and, I, and um, I, I know so many religious folks who are LGBTQ. It's, like, not... Well, yeah, well, exactly. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of her in this small town. She's trying to uh, pretend to be a straight person and realizing that uh, it's, uh, it's kind of killing her inside. It's a big ask. So, big ask for me, Dad. What am I yeah. getting in a car? <laughs> I would have used that as leverage. Um, yeah. It's but a then she meets Mary Carlson. Oh. Who's, um, the sister of a new friend at school. Oh. But, like, there's not a chance she's interested, right? Right? right. Like, she's totally straight, like oh. me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. Anyways, I, um, I, it was cute. I enjoyed it. Oh, cute. All right, well... Let's have a romance that's probably less cute. Yeah. 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 Because I'm Ember Heart. I'm Tangle Tongue. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? Warrior Cats. 
So we're now officially a, a, a medicine cat. We got we got our full honors. Um, yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, before that, we um, our 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 bo- our kind of boyfriend, our kind of guy who was like, Little you know, bit. our yeah. jobs don't have to change our relationship, even though like your job very clearly changes our relationship. <laughs> um, like we were having a good time with him, you know, and things were great. And he got a promotion. He's the he's the deputy now because the deputy um, who's the leader's current boyfriend is now retired. Um, so I don't know why I said current boyfriend. I don't, I don't know about... <laughs> Any of Cedar Pell's other boyfriends? Yeah, I was like, or Cedar Star? Yeah, sorry, Cedar Star. I don't know why I said it. Like you had like a string of them. Um, uh, but <laughs> so that's fun, and like you know, things are not exactly what we thought they would be, but they're like not bad. Oh wait, what is that? He doesn't respect my job. Mm, okay, all right, cool, but. At least now I have a promotion and my grandmother is here and my grandmother is telling me I am pregnant. And I don't think I understand that she is telling me very clearly that I am pregnant. Like she, this woman, like I would say this is, um, and I think I mentioned this, that it's been like a spectrum of like messages from Star Clan recently. Like yeah. we started with some like really hazy, like, ooh, and then all we kind of went like, and then the last time was like very straightforward. And this one I think is right in the middle of the road. Like, yes, yeah. no one, no one grabbed her by her shoulders and said, you are having a child. You're having children. But also like she was shown three children behind her. Like I, how many interpretations of this? She won't believe until she sees a positive pregnancy test. Also, when I was uh, editing the last episode and I had like a realization that made me so sad. Um, and oh, I want to bring it up now because I don't know if it's going to come up at all during this episode. Yeah. Um, I had a realization about her siblings because um, we have Rowan... Barry. Rowan Barry. Rowan Barry. Wow. Okay. I didn't even think I'd get one. Okay. We have Rowan Barry, who's her sister. And mm-hmm. um, knows what is his? Nut Whisker. Nut Whisker. I was the N and the mouth is what I was. Okay. So Nut Whisker, who's her brother, right? Yes. So I early on when we got into this book, I was like, whoa, what's going to happen? Like, are they going to die? Because there's no way they're going to allow what happens to her to happen. And seeing what's happening now, though, with her sister Rowanberry, I'm realizing there's an even sadder possibility that her family is alive and well and allows what happened to her to happen because they, like, either, like, are you know the go whole hog into the vision of the the clan that um ragged Pell is laying out but i also think there's like a wedge being put between rowan barry and her right now which wasn't there before that has yeah. been the and it's so weird 
that that exists with the medicine cats between the warriors. Yeah. I mean, I guess... <sighs> you Like, there's a difference between, like, you know, spending... I guess it makes sense. They don't share, like... Who do you spend most yeah. of your time with? Your, your co-workers and your family. So she's not sharing tongues with them. She's not sleeping in the same beds as them. She's not hunting with them. But, like, she still, like, yeah. sees them. But it's also, yeah. like, we live in the same clan. These aren't, like, vast swaths of land between us. It's like a football <laughs> yeah. field at, at most. A soccer field, if you will. So, like, you're saying... Like, so it's so it's I just like had that realization that we had that little moment with her and her sister last time. And I was like, oh, my God. Her siblings won't be dead when what happens to her happens. They'll be alive and they won't do anything. And that's so that's like it really all a lot of these characters, a lot of characters in Warrior Cats are tragic. Um, Mm -hmm. But it is. It sucks, I think, for Yellow Fame because she genuinely doesn't get any, like, long-standing happiness until much later in life. Like... Yeah. Like, yes, Crooked Star's life was very sad, but he had, like... I mean, even he, he's like, everything he wanted and lost it immediately. <laughs> but, like, he... Yeah. It's, but it's he like, knew the joy. Ugh. Yeah. He got to he got to have it for a while. He, yeah, you know, and he got to have it without daughter. like you know the constant guilt of like I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. So it's just I don't know. I had that realization, and I was like, I don't know when our next scene with Rowan Barry was gonna be, and I just wanted to point that out because I like had that realization, and I was like, that's so sad because I'm I'm retracting what I think. I don't think, I mean, maybe one of her siblings, something will happen, but I think that at least her siblings will probably still be alive. I don't think her parents will be alive. Cause. Oh, you don't. I'm hoping not. Cause they're just so proud of her. They are so proud of her. I mean, I guess it would be <laughs> if something's happening and like the two people are like, wait, no, I don't think that's right. Are her parents. I guess, like, everyone's going to be like, we expect that. Quiet down. You know? They're going to be... If those are the only two voices shouting for you, they're going to be drowned out. So... Yeah. If they're not dead, um, or if one of them is not dead, I think they'll fall for, you know, just sitting by and staying silent. They might just be shouted down. Yeah. Oh, we'll find out eventually. I'm going to throw Hooray. up when that happens. I'm going to cry. It'll be a lot because I just... I've pointed out so many times that we've been so lucky to have beautiful siblings and beautiful parents and to watch them turn her back on her... Watch them turn their backs on her as well. That's going to break my heart. Because, I mean, pff, this ragged pelt, I can't trust him as far as I can throw him, you know? Like, and I can throw a cat pretty far, yeah. I think. Um... <laughs> And Broken Star is the one who throws out Yellow Fang. It's not Ragged Pelt. Leaffall had turned the forest to scarlet and gold. So we're back, we're back to fall. Yellow Fang and Cloud Pelt are collecting cobwebs not far from camp. Yellow Fang feels warm affection towards the young warrior. <laughs> His wound had almost healed, but he still moved stiffly. He had a hard time and last was, time. I'm glad he's doing better. Yeah. Well, he's only performed, he's only allowed to perform light duties. 
and he is always first to offer his help to Yellowfang. I was just going to say, I'm sure she understands how he feels. She was there. Yeah, I mean, she knows his loyalty to her comes from the fact that she saved his life. And she loves him all the more for it. This bond between them will never be broken. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> what happens? I can't do this. This sucks. I hate that we're... Uh, there's like, there's like <laughs> that you know like that two, everything's gonna go so bad. Well, it's like there's only two people in this clan that I like. Well, one of them's gonna be dead, which is Ragged Pelt. Like, I mean, would Ragged Pelt have stood by and let? I, I know he has to be dead for a Broken Star now, but it's like, would he have stood yeah. by and let her get kicked out? No, because he always wants his second option waiting in the wings. Um, <sighs> I'm sorry, girl. You know it's true. Um. And Miss Bad Name McBad Person over here. She would have been like, yeah, yeah, kick her out. <laughs> well, Yellowfang feels a twinge in her belly and realizes that Cloud Pelt is stretching too far up a tree for cobwebs. She gently nudges him out of the way and tells him to be careful not to open his wound again. Squeals from the trees sound from the current apprentices. Nightpaw, Clawpaw, Blackpaw, Flintpaw, and Fernpaw rush past and plunge back into the undergrowth. Is one of them names Glintpaw? Flint. Flint. Like, uh, yeah. Glintpaw is cool, too. Like, Glintstone. Mmm. That'd, cool. That'd be pretty. But I think we know Fernpaw and Blackpaw, at least. Um, I no wait. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of I pick up a cat. I'm thinking of uh, a black paw from uh, River Clan. Not you. Throw that cat away. Um, no, I, no, I we know do I know, know. You kids. There are two future Shadow Clan leaders in this group. Oh, yikes! They we really run through them here, huh? Yeah. Well, if you remember, Nightstar didn't actually get his nine lives because Broken Star wasn't dead yet. I don't even so. know if that's like, because also we had one of the. I mean, tech. I mean, like technically, one of the leaders of 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 uh, Shadow Clan was, uh, you know, uh, Thunderstar. Nope. Thunder Clan. Tiger Star. Yeah. Oh, God. One of the leaders is Tiger Star, and he lost all of his in one fell swoop. So yes, that's what they say happened to Night Star, but it, but um, uh, uh, they, Little like, Cloud tells Fireheart though that he didn't get his nine lives. What do you mean? No, yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, and they also say that he lost all of his lives. <laughs> yeah, he lost I mean, his that's one. What, that's what they. That's what they tell the clan. Like, oh, the sickness was so bad because they decided not to tell anybody. That he didn't get all of his nine lives. Did Anyways. Just no one's paying attention. I mean, no one is, but... Yeah, basically. <sighs> well, their mentors follow them, flustered. Cloudpelt rolls his eyes. Crazy apprentices. Yellowfang flicks his ear with her tail. She says it's only been three days since he was an apprentice. <laughs> yeah, and I'm ever-changed, okay? <laughs> ah, but I feel old in my bones, Cloudpelt says. I love this kid. What happens to him? He is the best. 
I honestly even... cannot remember. Oh, okay. I was like, is this a medicine cat? <laughs> but I think there's just so many medicine cats with the word cloud in it that I'm getting mixed up. Yeah, we get little cloud eventually. Yeah, I'm like, and that's, that's someone else. That was cat appreciated cinder pelt. I think that's. Uh, cinder pelt saved his life. Yes. And then he became Shadow Clan's medicine cat. Yeah. I think that's why I'm yeah. getting these confused and I'm assuming it's this, but it's not this. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's confusing. Do you have a child that you give your name to? <laughs> That'd be cute. That'd be adorable. A squeal sounds and Blackpaw reappears, holding out a single black paw. He stepped on a thorn. Let's see, Yellow Get Fang on your says. Paw. <laughs> There's a tiny bramble on the edge of his paw pad. Great star clan, that's huge, she says, and deftly <laughs> nips it out. <laughs> Itty bitty little thorn. She tells him to give it a good lick and he'll be fine. She like she's like, I don't even feel this kid. Come on. <laughs> Blackpaw charges back through the undergrowth, calling a thank you to Yellowfang over his shoulder. See? Yellowfang realizes that Cloudpelt had watched her carefully the whole time she had extracted the thorn. They're really lucky to have her as their medicine cat, he says. He's glad that Star Clan chose her. Thank you. It was my How choice deep too. Is your loyalty to me? <laughs> Will you fight for my honor in the future? I gotta start gathering allies. I gotta start gathering allies. I'm gonna be disappointed in, in the future. He, 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 listen, oh, yeah. kid, I put my hand on the shoulder. In a couple of years, you better be dead or very different. <laughs> well, it was my choice, too, Yellowfang says. Because, yeah, it was an all-star clan. Yeah. So, at the gathering, Sage Whisker announces her as a full medicine cat. <laughs> Yowls of welcome sound around her, mostly from her fellow medicine cats. Well, better, better. And her heart... I was going to say a better showing than last time. Yeah. Her heart swells with pride that she's one of them. This yeah. is truly her destiny. Then she catches Ragged Pelt's eye. He hadn't joined in the cheering. <clears throat> He's scowling at her. And he'd hardly spoken to her in the entire half moon since she's taken her vows as a medicine cat. Good. Yellowfang shoots Ragged Pelt a sharp look. <laughs> Why couldn't he understand and be glad for her? If he's the next Shadow Clan leader, she'll be his medicine cat. They'll need to lead the clan side by side. Why can't he just be satisfied with that? He will never be satisfied. Oh, I'm sure there's heartbreaking <laughs> maps to that. Um, not as men owe oh, to that song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But for these two? Not really. I suppose there's like no other You can woman. make one. We have so many. Uh, is someone keeping a list of our um, <laughs> map ideas? Of our map ideas? <laughs> Please. There we is a good one to that all. song, though. But she still feels a pang of regret for what she had lost. Instead, Foxheart clung to his side like a burr. It'll change when he's leader, Yellowfang decides. He'll just have to accept that this is the way things are. 
I like how she hasn't, she thought, she's like, oh, that belly, um, that belly movement was, this kid's too far up in the tree. Nothing As else. As Heather Star begins to speak, Yellow Fang feels a strange wriggling sensation in her belly. Oh my god, we she, need sex education. Yeah. She, it, sh- well, Yellow Fang has a special exception, kind of. She shifts to get comfortable. Sage Whisker prods her to keep still. She can't concentrate. She asks if Yellow Fang is in pain. Did she eat crow food? Yellow Fang agrees that must be it. But she knows what this feeling really is. Yellow Fang had treated enough pregnant queens by now to recognize the quiver of unborn babies. Oh my god! Even before their bellies had began to swell. Yellow Fang tries to block out the sensation. And she wonders which of the queens around her could be expecting kits. Oh my But the God. sensation continued, even as Yellowfang tried to concentrate on her own stomach. That's good. Oh no! Go into a field by which yourself meant these, and see if you can do it. Which meant these feelings weren't from another cat. <gasps> these were inside her belly, kicking and squirming and growing. And Yellowfang feels a cold sensation of dread creep through her fur. She's a medicine cat now. Great Star Clan, there's no way she can have kits. I mean, this is what happens when you. Family planning is hard. Yeah, yeah. There's never a right or a wrong time to in, 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 invite a child into your life. I don't think. You know, even when you are trying, are you ever really ready? You know, that's that's an age-old question for anyone who who's looking to expand their family. Much like a cat showing up. <laughs> um, but I would say falling pregnant swiftly before... Um, and, he, and here's the thing, it's like... I imagine... That her mentor is going to be like, but you were, like, you were, you were studying for this. Like, you knew. Did you not know that, what were you guys doing? You know? (laughs) Did you think, did you think because you were studying to be this, that, like, they're, they don't do that. Like, Starkline doesn't do that. That'd be, like, so cool. If they provided, yeah. like, you know, prophylactics to us and we could just go go ham when we're in apprenticeships. But that's not how it works, I'm sad to say. No. My God. Would you, would you like to hit me with a cat fact? Sure. I, I imagine her... Her, uh... Her her mentor's never gonna know. You don't think so? I mean, maybe because she does have to. She needs some help hiding this. All the world's a stage, goes the saying from William Shakespeare's seventeenth-century play, "As you like it." And this stage is my litter box. Was probably what Beerbaum, renowned 20th century theater cat, was thinking when he supposedly used a sand-covered set for just that. 
Beautiful. For today's cat fact, we are headed to the over 100-year-old Gilgood Theater, previously known as the Globe Theater, and even before then it had a different name. And when I say Globe Theater, I don't mean that Globe Theater, because that Globe Theater burned down. (laughs) So, um... (laughs) There's like too many Globe Theaters in London. Guys gotta stop renaming things that. We know the original one burnt down. Um, Give it up. (laughs) But this one is in the West End of London, um, where a lot of theaters are. It's Soho. Um, And hanging there today is a lovely portrait by Francis Broomfield of a tabby cat. Let me send you this portrait. Thank you. This cat is uh, sitting on what appears to be a backstage table, lying comfortably on a crumpled copy of The Stage, a weekly British showbiz newspaper that's run since 1880, along with posters, playbills, photos, and champagne scattered about the star. And the star is Beerbum. He's beautiful. He is. Um, And here is a photo of Beerbum on the stage. Where he belongs, obviously. Oh, he's be- he looks so relaxed. Mm. The man, the myth, the legend. He's relaxing on the stage as like the theaters lit up behind him. Um, and it's not too surprising, as cats themselves are no strangers to stage life, um, especially in London stages. Um, the Globe Theatre, the one that burned down, uh, apparently in Shakespeare's time, they also had cats backstage. Um, they would go hand in hand uh, with theatres as both pest control and supposed good luck charms for actors. Oh. Some actors would bring their favorite cats. Um But when it comes to modern times, the longest career in showbiz belongs to Beerbaum, at least on this stage. First appearing at the theater in the mid-1970s, his exact birth date is lost to time, along with his namesake, uh, though it's most likely uh, he is named after Sir Herbert Beerbaum Tree, a renowned English stage actor and stage manager. Oh. Yeah. Um, I, like, sense. no one could, like, fully confirm. It said so on the Wikipedia page, <clears throat> but also enough sources were like, oh, maybe not, that I was like, oh, maybe not. <laughs> um, but, I mean, probably. Probably. I don't know how common the name is, um, but I'm going to say if if it's a theater cat named after a theater person, <laughs> the theater nerds <laughs> like probably. to... They love their jokes, we you could... know? It'd be like me naming... Yeah, yeah. Uh, me naming a cat... Um, who wrote Cats the Musical? Uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Anyway, it'd be like meeting me a cat, Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, T.S. Eliot is also another one. Um, I lost my place. Anyway, Beerbaum was a beloved part of the crew. He was doted on by actors and uh, by the stage crew alike. Um, He had many fans, both on stage and off, and he was not satisfied with remaining behind the curtain, as he was seen uh, more than a few times uh, wandering across the stage during showtimes. Um, Just, you know, very serious scene. He's just like, and it's me, beer bomb. I would have loved that. Oh, same. His other antics included attacking feathered hats and prop birds. Oh. 
and entering dressing rooms without knocking. How dare he? I know. It's, um, he's like an, uh, a very obsessive stage manager, but like, come on, dude, manners. Um, if he's anything like my cat, with Amira, she'll just bust in. She can't just like slide through the door. She's got to like mm-hmm. slam it open. Like, mm-hmm. hello, I'm here. <laughs> um, he was also said to have a lady friend. Another cat at the neighboring Lyric Theater, which he would heroically dash across the busy street to visit. And according to one source, he did get hit by a car once, but, like, was fine. I don't know if I believe that. (laughs) I'm like, that's a little theatrical, guys. I think you are lying about that, but mm, I'll (laughs) let it go. (laughs) Um but he did he did go across the street. It was reported by several actors, and apparently they oh were very noisy when they met up. But as the actor said, hey, it's Soho, <laughs> which I'm just like... Oh my goodness. Stay uh, in your cats, people. <laughs> please. Um, despite this, as quoted in the Daily Telegraph, he was never married. Oh. <laughs> Scandalous. <laughs> Yeah. The lifelong bachelor enjoyed over a decade in the theater until his happy retirement in 1991 to the countryside with the theater's master carpenter, Tony Ramsey. Oh. Yeah. Nice. There he snoozed his days away until he passed peacefully on March 21st, 1995. A day after my birthday? What? Oh. And at this time, he was around 20 years old. Um, Nice. Yeah, so he lived a very long and happy life. Um, And his memory was commemorated as he is the only cat to ever receive a front page obituary in the previously mentioned newspaper, The Stage. So. Oh, my goodness. mm -hmm. Amazing. And the obituary in part reads, quote, much loved Globe Theater cat unforgettable mascot, colleague, and friend, unquote. Beautiful. I just have to, I love colleague in there. I love colleague being listed. Yeah. It's like, it's I just love that there were some people who like, I'm sure there were some folks who weren't fans of the cat, but were just like, I mean, he, he works here. Obviously he's my colleague. Yeah, what can you do? Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, uh, if you do, uh, uh, happen to find yourself in Soho or in the West End in the uh, London, um, you're not going to look for the Globe Theater. <laughs> um, you do want to, uh, he is, uh, his little uh, portrait um, and painting is hanging in the uh, Gilgood Theater. So still there today, um, still commemorated um, and their last theater cat um, because he was the longest running a modern theater cat uh, to this day. So I'm sure there might be other cats out there in the theater, but um, I think it's something we don't see as much, even though it's a time-honored tradition. Yeah. Well, I'd like to see more of them. Yeah. Um, very sweet story, and I really love the portrait of it. Um, I Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, I'll have it linked if you want to take a look at it. The only place I could find it was, like, a, a online store place, so not affiliated but um, it's the only place I could find this painting of other than like photos of it, which were photos of photos. So yeah. Wild. All right. All right. So we're pregnant. We've 
come. We're pregnant. We've, we've realized. I'm glad that it didn't take her like being in a field sitting by herself to realize that it was happening because there's only so far Denali can get you. She's just like, oh, obviously there's a pregnant squirrel somewhere by me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But I know my girl. My girl's not that. No, no, she's she's a little smarter than that. A few days after the gathering, Yellowfang hauls herself out of her nest. She feels exhausted. Sage Whisker asks why she's always so tired these days. And she's putting on weight. Maybe well, if she didn't eat so much, she'd be able to do more. It's Okay, who Sage, are you, my okay, mother? Sage Whisker? Sage Whisker? Um, I wasn't me? expecting body shaming. Yeah. I'm so, I'm sorry. Also like she's she's maturing. Women can yeah. their bodies can change. Actually anyone can put on weight. Sage Scary, you're that was very rude. Ugh. You know what? That was really rude. Don't let, don't let, if your boss ever talks to you like that, this folks quit. <laughs> quit. You know what? Girl, Punch them. There's a quit. great idea to get out of this. Quit right now. <laughs> Quit. Be like, mm, I will not be harassed like this and then give birth and then come back. <laughs> well, m- maybe, Yellowfang mutters. Oh, and God. she thinks that if she weren't a medicine cat, Sage Whisker would know exactly what her problem was. Uh, but Sage Whisker would never her, huh? guess she could be having kits. Nope. <laughs> what is she going to do? Yellowfang leaves the den to watch her clanmates around her. The apprentices get distracted from cleaning out the elder's den and start play fighting and making a mess. Hollyflower, who is the mother of Flintpaw, Blackpaw, and Fernpaw, scolds them. And she promises them if they don't finish the elder's bedding, no battle training. She'll speak to their mentors herself. They scurry away with the moss, so Hollyflower's uh, bringing, bringing the smack down. Queen. Onto her kids. She's like, you may be out of the nursery, but I'm still your mom. I demand respect. Hollyflower watches them to see that they're all working, and then turns to the fresh kill pile. Lizardstripe remarks to Hollyflower that she must be glad her kits are out of her paws and she can return to warrior duties. Hollyflower sighs as she gazes after the apprentices. But she misses them so much. They don't seem to need her now. Hollyflower, so it's been like grimaces. a month or so. You had more kits. I have a proposition for you. <laughs> Lizardstripe grimaces. Didn't Hollyflower feel trapped while she was in the nursery? Lizardstripe asks. Missing patrols and a chance to hunt for their clan? Wait, what's Lizard Stripe's gender, real quick? Uh, she's a gal. Okay, she's valid. Yeah. I'm just, I, like, if this was a man, if this was a man. <laughs> oh, yeah, then you'd punt him, yeah. Well, it's like, I would be like, ugh, he just, like, doesn't get it. But, like, I understand, like, a woman be like, mm, that's not what I want. Yeah. She could be, like, a little more sensitive about it, but also, she's right. <laughs> Hollyflower looks puzzled. Why would she feel trapped? Having kids to raise as warriors is the duty of every queen. 
But like, it, like, girl, it's not something you gotta do. Yeah, but you, I mean, be proud of it. Be proud of it. This isn't. They actually don't queen, say that in the rules anywhere. <laughs> but I guess queen does designate like a nursing right, mother. Yeah, usually, queen. So. Queen, but not. It's like it's a it's a rectangle, a uh, square situation. Yeah. Not every warrior's a queen, and not. Well, all queens should be probably warriors. <laughs> Well, you know, they at least say, well, you know, Uh-oh. whatever. <laughs> this doesn't work. This doesn't work. Move on. Lizard Stripe thinks that's unfair. Toms can hunt and fight all their lives, and they still have kits for the clan. Lizard Stripe, girl, you're right. Come on. Speak on it. Holly, F- Holly Flower gives her a friendly flick on the shoulder. She tells Lizard Stripe to wait until she's expecting kits. Then she'll feel differently. <laughs> Lizard Stripe's like, not not like Clam Lesbian. (gasps) Actually, I don't, Lizard Stripe sniffs. Whoa! Hollyflower lets out an excited squeal. She's expecting kits? That's fabulous! Are they mud claws? Lizard Stripe nods, and Yellowfang doesn't think she's ever seen a prospective mother looking so unenthusiastic. Maybe she is a lesbian. (laughs) Maybe. Is this a is this a like a, a donor situation like we had with um <laughs> uh help me out here. Oh Misty uh, Foot and Stonefur? Yeah. Mm. Hollyflower reassures her that Lizard Stripe is probably just nervous. Having kits will change her life. Lizard Stripe doesn't want her life to change, she says, lashing her tail. She likes her life now. She's only ever wanted to be a warrior protecting her clan. Hollyflower points out that she'll be a warrior again once her kits become apprentices. And Lizardstripe seems more annoyed by how reasonable Hollyflower is sounding. Six moons in the nursery? She'll go mad. She's like, hey, let's get some comprehensive uh, sex ed in. I don't think they stay in the nursery that long, right? Well, six moons. Yeah, six moons. Oh, to raise the kids, give birth, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, once they're weaned, I mean, she can go out, you know. Actually, we might have a medicine cat who can help you with that. (laughs) (laughs) Hollyflower promises Lizardstripe that she'll be fine, and so will her kits. And she seems unable to believe that Lizardstripe actually meant what she said. Like, how can you not love this? Like, oh, I don't and, love and this. And I'll be honest, I, I'll say, I, I was like, the lesbian thing was a joke. Lesbians can be moms too. But also, like, some moms do feel this way. Pregnancy's not everyone's cup of tea. Some people don't necessarily have the best time being pregnant. And I also understand Lizard Stripe being like, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to do this for my very short lifespan. Like, this is like a, that six months is a long time for me to yeah. not do the things I want to do. So, but it's like we so very rarely ever see like a reluctant mother in warrior cats, you know? Yeah, it kind of it kind of is. I mean, I I think it honestly is probably Mm. the reality for more of the cats than maybe the story allows, you know? Yeah, yeah. Most of the time when we're with these cats, let's be honest, when we're in our like first person view, we're just like, oh. Elemental P is pregnant, you know, so it's 
It's fine. Yeah, whatever. Yay. Who knows how she feels about it? Who cares about the vast, you know, interior? But I imagine uh, the reason we're doing this right now is this is a very important conversation for us to be viewing because we have another pregnant queen here who is... Yeah, who can't raise her children. And kind of, like, optionless. Like, what... <sighs> what I'm saying is there's not enough options for mothers. Yeah. Well, Hollyflower points out that they have two medicine cats now. Lizardstripe just shrugs angrily and stalks towards the warrior's den. Yellowfang stares after her. Her belly did look a little swollen. A little more than Yellowfang's, even. Two litters, Yellowfang thinks, neither of them wanted. And she winces at her own thought. Dang. Because she does want her kits. But things are going to be so very complicated. Yeah. Kind of complex. Ye Yellowfang wishes she could talk to Lizardstripe. To confide in her about her worries and experience of having kits for the first time. But Yellowfang has to bear this secret alone. And besides, her and Lizardstripe have never been friends. Lizard Stripe was one of the uh, cats who was being like a real tool to her about being a medicine cat oh. with Foxheart. So, yeah. Uh, not cool. Yeah, no. Yellowfang can't confide in Ragged Pelt either. He had made it clear that her becoming a full medicine cat means she can have nothing to do with him. She sees him now, rushing into Cedar Star's den. Did he even see her? He certainly didn't acknowledge her. Sage Whisker asks her why she's standing there half asleep. They need to check on Little Bird's cough and bring ointment to Stone Tooth for his pads. Also, Yellowfang promised to take Cloudpelt into the forest again. He can't go without an experienced cat to keep an eye on him. All right. Alright. <laughs> Yellowfang apologizes and starts heading towards the elder's den, feeling weary. Sagewhisker follows. Don't forget the ointment, she prompts. And she studies Yellowfang more carefully. Is she alright? She's been very tired recently. Medicine cats can get ill, too. Panic stabs into Yellowfang at the thought of Sagewhisker finding out the truth. What would she do? Strip her of her medicine cat title? Exile her from the clan? This is her home. Her life. Oh, yikes. That's, uh... Not the reality yet. But also... Like, there's no rules <sighs> about it, technically. I mean, what... If she... Worst case scenario. Worst case. I think... Her mentor would be very fair about it. She'd be like, okay, you're pregnant. I say you have the kits, but you can't keep them. Like, that'd be really hard. But it would be like a good ally. And I think, I, I think that she would keep it a secret. You know, like, I maybe, like, in some other reason, she would, like, I don't think she would bring in the leader 
because she's just like, that's like complex. He doesn't need to know. He doesn't need to punish you. It's just between <laughs> me, you, and Star Clan, you know? Yeah. And if Star Clan doesn't, you know, give you any signs about this, then you know what? You have to have the kits and we'll figure out what we're going to do, you know? So I think I, if she told her, I don't think she would like. Well, yellow. Yeah, I don't think she would kick her yeah. out. Well, yellow fang just tells Sage Whisker that she's fine, and she even tries to put a spring in her step as she walks to the elders. <laughs> even if the elders are going to be grumpy and difficult with Leaf Bear setting in, it's yellow fang's duty to care for them, and she'll keep doing that for as long as she's allowed. Oh my god! Yellow fang is dreaming. It's dark. She calls out if this is Star Clan. Is anyone there? A small dark cat pads out of the shadows. And I forgot to check this earlier. Um Yeah, okay. So I wonder. So it's a small black Tom. Okay. Which if you remember uh-huh. Uh, a small black tom it had a message for Feather Whisker at the beginning of this book. Oh, hey, bro. <laughs> yeah. So he comes out of the shadows and gives her a long, solemn look and shakes his head. <laughs> bro, come on. It's like she even knew. You didn't tell her. There's a cat coming, he tells her. A cat who should never be born whose life will bring fire and blood to the forest. Yet StarClan is powerless to stop him. Yellowfang stares at him in horror. Is there nothing they can do? The dark cat dips his head. Only one thing can stop the tide of hatred that this birth-cursed cat will bring. Whoa. The courage of a mother to know her destiny. Yikes! You have to kill your kid. Yellowfang gasps. Is he talking about one of her kits? What does he mean? Is this a prophecy? Hey, listen, it we gave is you a like warning. a really, really clear message last time, and you genuinely like didn't even try to interpret it. So no, I don't get to help you. It is a warning, the dark cat whispers. He draws back into the shadows. Yellowfang springs after him, but only wakes up thrashing in her nest. Horror chills her to the bones as she put a protective paw around her swollen belly. There's no way her kits will bring bloodshed to ShadowClan. Mm -hmm. It isn't their fault that they'll be born. Don't count she your considers for before a they hatch. Yeah. She considers for a moment telling Sage Whisker about the dream... But Silverflame had told her to trust her own instincts, and her secret would be in danger if she told Sage Whisker too much. Oh my god! Yellowfang raises her head to the sky towards the few shining warriors of StarClan left in the dawn sky. StarClan, I speak these words before you, she whispers. She vows to her kits that she'll do everything she can to protect them. She's sorry they won't be the mother they might have hoped for or the mother they deserve. But she will always 
love them. As the last leaves fell from the trees, the weather grows cold and endlessly wet. It's not as harsh as the previous leaf bear, but no cat ever feels warm or dry. Yellowfang watches ragged pelt sorting out patrols. Cloudpelt is among them. He's made a full recovery. And he seems to be the only cat to have any energy as he leaped and splashed through the puddles in the clearing. Oh, He's so cute. I love, I love him. him. Sage Whisker joins her at the mouth of the den. She did well to heal that young warrior. Yellowfang said he was strong enough to heal himself. She feels uncomfortable on, and she feels uncomfortable and large under her thick pelt. Sage Whisker is silent for a moment, then gives Yellowfang a nudge. Let's go for a walk. She hasn't been out of camp for days. Oh god. Yellowfang doesn't want to, but can't show it. She heaves herself up and walks beside Sage Whisker out of camp. Yellowfang notices how much Sage Whisker is showing her age. She feels a pang of concern. Sage Whisker has been Shadow Clan's medicine cat for as long as she can remember. Huh? I'm, I'm really, I don't know what's happening here. Either she knows, she doesn't know. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. She's been a source of skill and comfort for her clan. And it's hard to think of her getting old. And Yellowfang makes a note to make sure Sage Whisker takes some herbs for her pains. She needs Yellowfang to take care of her, even if she doesn't want it. Sage Whisker says she likes open spaces when it rains. They're in the marshland now. It's bleak out here, she says, but she loves this part of the territory. Sage Whisker says she's a Shadow Clan cat to her bones, and she's glad Star Clan made sure that she was born here. Yellowfang murmurs in agreement, but a kick in her belly makes her gasp. Sage Whisker tells her to come and sit. Yellowfang obeys, and Sage Whisker gives her a long look. How long to go? she asks. Oh! Yellowfang stares at her in dismay. She, she knows. Of course she did. Sage Whisker says she's a medicine cat. She's delivered more Shadow Clan kits than Yellowfang has eaten mice. And it's like, of it's course like, she knows. It's like, girly, you didn't. But, like, what did yeah. you? What did you think? The way, like, we spend twenty four hours together. Yellowfang asks if Sage Whisker is angry. A little, Sage Whisker admits. Yell Yellowfang made vows and she's broken them. No, Yellowfang insisted. Her and Ragged Pelt hadn't been together since she was made a full medicine cat. Sage Whisker says she's splitting whiskers. <laughs> she knows she shouldn't have been Ragged Pelt when she was a medicine cat apprentice either. But that's not the most important thing, Sage Whisker says. Shadow Clan needs her. Sage Whisker will walk with Star Clan soon, and Yellowfang has to take her place. Like I said, I'm going to die in this field right here, right now. <laughs> she has a rare gift, and she's thrown it away. Yellowfang protests that she hasn't. She'll deal with this, she promises. 
Yellowfang isn't going to stop being a medicine cat. She just has to figure out what to do. Sage Whisker fixes Yellowfang with a stern gaze. It's time she made a decision once and for all. If she's going to walk the path of a medicine cat, there must be no more turning aside. The clan must come first. Yellowfang nods miserably. She knows. And it will from now on. Sage Whisker strokes Yellowfang's shoulder with her tail. A rare show of affection. You poor thing, she whispers. May Star Clan light your path. God. Then, yeah. Then, more briskly, she asks if Ragged Pelt knows. Yellowfang shakes her head. Sage Whisker says she should tell him. If the kits are going to live, he deserves to know. Of course they're going to live, Yellowfang cries. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Does she whoa, think that Yellowfang would backtrack kill her early. own kits? Backtrack, backtrack with your anger. Are you saying you know methods? <laughs> I'm just saying, I think she was like, if the kids are going to live, I know some potions and lotions that can deal with this situation quickly. I've been a medicine cat for more than one or two moons. It's oh, I, It's oh, been oh. a thing since medieval times, you know, like even earlier than that, like folks have had their No, methods. we can't talk about, we can't talk about abortion in this book. We can talk about killing your kids after though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, warrior cats doesn't believe in birth control or abortion. It's really messed up if you think about it. But to be fair, they are cats. Like, yeah, we could we give them magical methods? <laughs> no, we could probably give them herbs though. I feel like any herbs that we would give would probably like kill the mom like fifty slash fifty time. Then they'll need their father more than ever, Sage Whisker says. They can't lose both their parents. Yellowfang nods. She knows Sage Whisker is right, but it's going to be hard to tell him. Later that day, Yellowfang is busy in camp, covering the herb stores to protect them from rain. Sage Whisker bustles in and insists that she'll do that. Ragged Pelt isn't on patrol. Go and tell him. More gently, she adds, Yellow Fang, you have to. You know that. Yellow Fang stares for a moment, then bows her head. She drags herself into the clearing to where Ragged Pelt is by the fresh kill pile. Can we talk? Yellow Fang asks. Ragged Pelt eyes her coldly. They have nothing to say to each other. Believe me, we do. Yellowfang leads him into the forest until camp is out of sight. She faces him under the dripping trees. I'm going to have kits. Oh, the trauma. The trauma. She announces. Yellowfang braces herself for a blast of Ragged Pelt's rage. Instead, his eyes widen in disbelief. That's not possible. Genuinely, of course bro, it's how, possible. how could it not be possible? <laughs> Again, we need better sex ed in Warrior What Cats. do you think we were Somebody doing up to like a month ago? Yeah. 
Did she confusion really, did we both and... think Star Clan was going to protect us? <laughs> it's shown that neither of us are their favorites. We're neither of us, neither yeah. you or I are God's little favorite in this plan. So, <laughs> the confusion in Ragged Pelt's eyes fade and become glowing happiness. He's going to be a father. He breathes. Yellow Fang, that's great. I'm. Their kids will be the. He thinks she's mm-hmm. not going to be. She really thinks. He, he yeah, genuinely thinks. He does. He's like, wow, you're going to quit your job, be my little wifey. Their kids will be the best warriors and queens the clan has ever known. One of them might become clan leader one day. Wait, war- blomp, did you just blomp. say warrior and queens? Yeah. Do you, like, do you, how far is your plan going, bro? Like, are you, is it, is it going to be not just like, oh, that's medicine cat work. Oh, that's, uh, like apprentice work. Is it also going to be like, oh, that's queen work. Are you, hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Keep an eye on him. I, I am. I don't like this. I don't like this pipeline. We're fighting ourselves down. But Yellowfang tries to interrupt. Maybe Ragged Pelt's anger would have been better than his total refusal to see that this is a problem. He'll be the best father, Ragged Pelt continues enthusiastically. He'll teach them battle moves and show them the best places to hunt. But she's a medicine cat, Yellowfang says. She's not supposed to have kits. Ragged Pelt blinks at her. Well... She'll just have to stop being a medicine cat. Gee, uh, gee, I like knew it was coming. I like knew yeah. it was coming. And I'm still so agog and aghast about this. She can't. Yellowfang chokes. And Ragged Pelt's voice grows dangerous. Can't or won't. Oh, go eat a shoe. Both, Yellowfang admits. She will bear these kits and love them with all of her heart. But she can't be their mother. Ragged Pelt will have to raise them alone. He can't do that, Ragged Pelt yelps. How can he stay in the nursery with them and give them milk? Okay, well... Yellowfang... I wasn't asking you to do that part, but... (laughs) Yellowfang explains that Lizard Stripe is also expecting kits. She can care for theirs until they are old enough to feed alone. Every cat can know that they are his, but no cats can know that they are also yellow fangs. Because nobody's going to be able to put that two and two together. Once again, guys, I genuinely, it's so funny that you're like, these two who, the month before she took her vows of chastity, were like, everyone knew. Like, you were ditching the kid. Like, constantly. Yeah. Like, do you just think no one was paying attention? Genuinely, for the next, like, two decades or so, everyone's just, like, being polite about it. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, no one knows. We know. Like at, She lets out a long sigh. The reason she gets, like, she gets, if she hadn't gotten banned, like, the elders dead would have been savage, you know? Like, it would have been, like, <laughs> she'd been, like, attending to their wounds and stuff, and their, or, like, their ticks, and they're just like, how are the kids? I mean, <laughs> his kids. 
She, I mean, she's in ShadowClan for a while because she's in ShadowClan long enough for Broken Star to become leader. Yeah, so I'm just so, saying. We'll see. <sighs> Yellow Fang lets out a long sigh. She's sorry, Ragged Pelt. She cannot be their mother. She speaks briskly, but inside her heart is breaking. The words of warning from her dream ring in her ears, but she pushes it away. There's no reason to believe that had been about her own kits. She doesn't even know who that dark cat was or what clan he had belonged to. Ragged Pelt will be a good father, she assures herself. Her kits will be safe in his paws. Ooh, girl. I mean, they'll be safe in his paws. Will, will he be safe in theirs? No. <laughs> Ragged Pelt is staring at her as if he'd never seen her before. She would choose to be a medicine cat for clanmates that have no kinship with her over caring for her own kits. Our own kits? His voice raises to a screech. What kind of she-cat is she? Does she care for nothing beyond herself? <sighs> Yellowfang fights not to crumple to the ground in despair. I'm gonna... She has to do this, she says through gritted teeth. Yeah, I know. Also, this is worse. This is worse than what I thought that our mentor would make us do. I was like, she's just be like, nobody needs to know. And so she's like, yeah, you have to go tell your abusive ex about this. That's so much, that's so much worse, girl. <gasps> yeah. And I, I mean, maybe abusive is kind of toxic. I, or abusive is a little strong, but he's not like a great guy. No, I mean, she came here expecting to be quote unquote blasted with his rage. Right. Like, like, not really. And I mean, now she is. A safe situation. <laughs> She has to do this, she says through gritted teeth. Their kits will not suffer because of it. What does she know about growing up with only one parent? Oh, Ragged God. snarls. And she's like, oh, oh, I kind of forgot about that, actually. No, but this is, like, not my thing. You go to therapy for that. You don't get to put that on me. Like, yeah, no, I don't know about that. But you and a therapist can talk about it. Like, that's not, you don't get to do that. That's like, ew, 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 your issue has nothing to do with our situation. Like, yeah, you have issues, you have trauma, I try to be sensitive to them. Me being unexpectedly pregnant and me asking you to raise your children because I can't is not because I'm like, ooh, I'm doing this to you because you were a single mom. Like, that's absolutely not what's happening here. Well, I mean, also, you it's killed your so dad. Much. You could have had two parents. But it's, it's more so that she's like, this isn't going to affect them. And he's like, but having a single parent affected me. So. Oh, but, but let's be, but let's be real. Who, who's the reason why you have a single parent? Well, I mean, Hal didn't want to be a part of his well, life. Yes, we know. We know. And you made sure of yeah. that. Yes, I'm just going to say you did murder your dad. <laughs> Like, yeah, 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 like yeah, he wasn't yeah. We a good all guy. sometimes murder our dads. No. <laughs> so, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No, he wasn't a good guy. 
are you saying you want to be like your mom or him? Like, because right now, what you're telling me is you want to be like him. So, that's... No, what he's... What he's saying is... No, I know what he's trying... Listen, I know what he's trying to say. Oh, my gosh. I know what he's trying to say. But if he's going to manipulate us, let's just do it to him. Well, Yellowfang tries to tell him this will be different. These kits will be cared for in the nursery by Lizard Stripe. And they will have Ragged Pelt as their father to love and be proud of them. Please, he has to do this for them. Ragged Pelt glares at her as if she was nothing more than a rat. Very well, he says at last, but on one condition. Yellowfang must promise never to tell these kits the truth. It is better that they grow up without a mother than knowing that their mother chose to abandon them. I mean, that's like literally what I was asking you to do, but okay. <laughs> like, I guess, yeah. Ooh, you got me. But yes, that's what I asked you to do. But you just decided to be like rude about it. I don't know. I don't... Yellowfang's heart cracked a little more as she promised. But as she does, she thinks to her kits. She will never abandon them. She will be with them. Always. It's like, we're going to live in the same house still. And to be fair, she is there until the bitter end. Yeah. That went terribly. I don't think it was going to go any other way. Um, Yeah, it was never going to go great. It was never going to be wholesome. I am glad it makes sense now how we do keep this a secret. Um, Because there was absolutely no way we were keeping it from... (laughs) from Sage Risker. Like, I was not a possibility. Yeah, no. Um, So I am glad that she knows, because it also would have been very dangerous to do this on our own. Um, Yeah. And I I know things don't go great, uh, but from what we know happens in the future, like, things, it isn't like a awesome birth, because I'm fairly sure we do lose at least two of the three. I At least, I, I think they are pretty swiftly after the birth, so pretty rough, not great, um, but at least we're not entirely alone in it, and I do think that is important, Um, unless she just ups and dies in the next week or so, which is also possible, and you know what? Seeing how things have been going, wouldn't that just make sense? Um, Folks, if your life is mired by tragedy and uh, malcontent, then, hey, uh, might as well follow us on social media. (laughs) <laughs> um, we're WC, yeah. WIT cast on both Twitter and Instagram and other places to follow. Um, we'll let you know when we do get those set up. And, uh, in the meantime, you can also contact us directly, uh, via email at WCWITcast at gmail.com. And if you want to monetarily help out the podcast, you can do so by checking out our Ko-Fi or Coffee. It is linked in the episode description and linked in every episode description. But the best way to help out the podcast is to share it with a friend and say, hey, we don't have some very important talks about sex education in this episode, but like we should have, like retrospectively, that should have happened. Because like too many people were surprised 
by this. <laughs> like, too many people were... Like, the two most involved people in this situation were, like, way too yeah. caught off guard of, like, the direct result of what they were doing, which is... Yeah. Hilarious. Concerning. Hilarious and disappointing. Um, so, you know, their knowledge is power. <laughs> knowledge is power. Because I'm Emberheart. And I'm Tinkleton. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that? Thank you.